Escape from Plan A. Let me summarize my feeling toward Asian values. Fuck filial piety. Fuck great drumming. Fuck Ivy League mania. Fuck deference to authority. Fuck humility and hard work. Fuck harmonious relations. Fuck sacrifice. Uh, all right, so I guess we'll do the intro as usual. Welcome to Escape from Plan A. This is Teen. I've got, got Mark with me. Mark, what's up? Mark, hey, hey, hey. And I've got John with me. John, what's going on? Hey, what's up, guys? All right. So we are uh, talking about something, Mark, that I think we've wanted to talk about for a while. Uh, and um, it's uh, sort of like kind of came back to the forefront mm. of my mind because I just picked up this book, uh, this, The Souls of Yellow Folk by Wes Yang, who's like one of my favorite uh asian american essayist writers etc people should definitely check the book out just came out important Um, but they're 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 a bunch of like older essays they're not all new they're they're like um so it's like an anthology of essays that date back i think this one might be even like almost 10 years old or something right mark yeah close to it um yeah from like n plus one it's called game theory and uh it's it's just a sort of um it's just a sort of like overview uh, and analysis of uh, pickup artistry and yeah. specifically the kind that I guess was put out by the most famous uh, PUA practitioners and salesmen, which I guess was um, Neil Strauss, who wrote the book The Game and Mystery, who I guess was kind of his partner in crime, so to speak, right? Like they... Well- yeah, mystery was around and actually taught Neil Strauss. They would go in field, yeah. right? Like so mm-hmm. to speak, like bring the guys to into the field. And yeah. they ended up, I mean, it's they the 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 journey that these guys had is pretty intense. Like they ended up living in like Dean Martin's old house in the Hollywood Hills together. Yeah. With uh some guy named um with like two other guys. One of them was an Asian dude, right? I think so, yeah. Papa and then uh, the th- the fourth guy was named Tyler Durden or something, and it's just like this sort of PUA superset, like this cell of like PUA guys, sort of like you know, um, you know, having were, a competition as to they were teachers too, so they, they could afford to live there because they were able to, you know, sell their their uh, teachings. Yeah, it's like the real life TJ Mackey, which was like the sort of um, I guess the sort of like uh, caricature of a PUA. Uh, teacher that Tom Cruise played in Magnolia, respect the cock, that guy, <laughs> and tame the pussy, tame the cunt. Uh, anyway, so I was reading this and I was just like, you know, this is, st- I don't know, to me it's still like a very relevant topic because I'm guessing PUA is still very much alive, right? Oh, very much so, yeah. I mean, I'm, I've been out of the game, but yeah, it's certainly uh, alive and well on the internet yeah. and in real life. And... It's to the point where it's like, I think it's something that's just like kind of lodged into the culture now. It's like, it is. it's not something that's fringe. It's like sort of like the apps, it's starting to define uh, how people, like how guys approach dating and relationships. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, well, yeah, like uh, like Tinder. When did Tinder launch, right? Like 2008-ish, right? Uh-huh. And the VH1 show, uh, The Pickup Artist, which mystery was on was like 2007 and it ran for a couple of seasons. So the, the, the sort of the growth of, 
online dating and and these hookup apps as tinder was in the beginning um coincided with the injection of pickup artistry into popular culture right right and when did you so what did you there's okay there's uh there's one part of this actually i'm curious like when did you get into it and why oh i got into it much later um Uh probably like after my divorce so Uh like 2013-ish. Um, was it, when you got divorced, was it like one of those situations where you're like, because um, I read this a lot, where people are like, you get pretty, like, you get pretty settled into, you know, a, a relationship and then a marriage. Mm-hmm. And then when it goes away, you kind of realize like how much your your social skills have like decayed. <laughs> well, in, I mean, I, I was... <laughs> in, in the comfort of... I never was, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, like a Casanova anyway. Uh, and I never, and I haven't, I wouldn't say I, I, I ever became one, but, um, I was sort of aware of the game. You know, I think every dude of a certain age when the book came out was aware of it and was sort of a little curious. And then I think you just dismiss it because you watch the TV show, you sort of see that they're just idiots, right? Like peacocking and like wearing funny hats and scarves and feathers and shit. And you're like, I'm not going to do that. So you mm-hmm. sort of ignore it. And then, you know, it, it's, it evolved to the point where I think, uh, and Wes talks about this a little bit in that essay, but, um, like, you know, like average office worker type people were paying attention to it or maybe taking these classes. So, um, I got sort of like, quote unquote serious about it, you know, after my divorce and, um, yeah, I mean, I, I wanted to sort of understand how, how could I avoid what that happening and, and various other bad things. And also, you know, of course it's like, you want to be able to have more selection than you had. And I had like none. So there's a part. Okay. So there's a part of the essay that I think critical, but fair look at PUA that I think kind of describes maybe the part where you came in. It says Mm -hmm. that um, by the time Neil Strauss arrived on the scene, the pickup artists had begun to clean up their act. Yeah, exactly. Documents they wrote were becoming more professional than their style. The theoretical framework had grown more sophisticated The experts had begun to scrub away the resentment and raw misogyny adhering to the community's rhetoric. Accordingly, a new kind of student entered the scene, good-looking, successful, and competent men who were looking to make their sex lives less like gambling and more like shopping. These men had other aspects of their lives working. Now they wanted to, quote, solve the woman problem, Um, which is interesting, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's fairly accurate. I don't think I ever wanted to solve the woman problem, but yeah, Mm -hmm. you want to... you, you didn't want it to seem like as much of a crapshoot, right? And so, how how does one go about then getting into it? Just like picking up the books and just, or is it like a? Uh, I was always li- sort of really embarrassed to you know pick up the books, but you know mm-hmm. you can just have like PDF files or whatever. But you just right. go online, you know, you go to Reddit, um, and you just go on the forums. So, do you ever and, read the game? Uh, oh yeah, no, I had that in college or a- uh, after college. What did you think um, about it? I thought it was a really interesting story. It was a fascinating story with great characters, but I, I didn't think like, damn, I need to meet these people and sort of take their class. I was like, I'm not going to spend thousands of dollars to like have someone help me like go out. You know what I mean? So you go on Reddit and what, what exactly do you find there? Uh, just people, you know, they commiserate with you. You have theories about, you know, what to talk about or just different methods, you know, it's just, uh, it was a community. And then I think some people, you know, you actually get to meet them in real life. 
you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, they're just regular folks and you have fun, you know, you go party, drink. It, it's just, you know, and then and you ask advice and, you know, some people get really into it with field reports and like all this sort of stuff. But, you know, you, you talk about how to like, how am I going to text somebody? What do I say? What do I do? Um, it's not like I know some people for me, it was very normal. I, I didn't feel like I was tricking anyone or doing anything like that. It was just it wasn't weird. Right. And then but but you you um, I mean, you don't go deep into it. Right. Like the problem seems to be when people go deep. Yeah. Into if you it, drink, sort of- if you drink the Kool-Aid too much and you don't sort of like allow yourself to filter it through your own thoughts and experiences yeah. and values or whatever. Uh, and you, just like anything else, sort of like fall into the trap of chasing numbers or chasing things just to sort of uh, have status within the group. That can be yeah. very dangerous because then now you're just doing shit to like, you know, impress the dudes in the chat or whatever or in, in the yeah. Reddit. But so you go out with the, yeah, but but you're making it sound basically just like it was a bunch of dudes that were willing to go out and talk to girls or whatever. For me, that's what it was. Right. But then there's not much to that, right? Like, isn't that just like anyone? Well, but I mean, there, was, there, was, there was more talk about like, um, how, do, how do I get over my reluctance to talk to girls, right? Like a lot of these guys, they've never done it before. So it's like, what do I want to, you know, how do I get past the fear? Um, what are the techniques could I do? Yeah, but I guess what I'm saying is just like, okay, there's this thing called PUA. It's got a sort of... I don't know. I read it. It sounds, I think of it as like neoliberal love, right? It's like, <laughs> and, it, and it works best in a place like New York City because there was that famous uh, case. I forgot the guy's name, but he was like a sort of PUA that mm. was doing quote field reports down in like Asheville, yeah. North Carolina, and yeah. got run out of town, right? And well, I, yeah. think, I think the problem is that it's just too small there. And oh, that's absolutely the problem. You go through that many girls, you go on that many dates. In you that know, small a town, it, you're, you're going to get found out, right? Absolutely. And you're writing about it like that? Yeah. Stupid. So, and I and I think the problem is that, like, Asheville just isn't, like, neoliberal enough a place. Like, it's it's small enough that, like, there is, like, a sort of, um, there is sort of, like, a, a, a sort of, like, larger social, you know, organi- like, pattern there. Oh, yeah. But, like, in New York, it's just basically, like, endless individuals. Yeah. And everyone's extremely like atomized and everyone's kind of out for themselves. It's like, you know, it's sort of like a, it's like kind of a, you know, um, every man for himself kind of thing and every woman for herself. And that to me is the kind of environment where PUA to me kind of makes sense. And it seems dysfunctional because it is, but I think part of it is because. (laughs) city life itself is kind of dysfunctional like it's just it's just strange to be going on to me like okay so you want to like go and 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 kind of meet a life partner so mm-hmm. you just kind of you just kind of go to like the uh the the sort of like wheel of chance in your pocket and you just sort of like just see what's you know see what the right app has for you that day it's just fucking random and bizarre and it's probably never been done like this before. And uh, something like PUA no. probably is to me the like I don't know the way I see it is kind of like it's the 
expected outcome, the expected culture that would come around. But it's also the the way it's done so systematically, meaning like mm-hmm. it's so yeah, and it's like it's very, you know, it makes sense because it's like, you know, the the one of the embarrassing things realities about PUA and and PUA like you're you're I feel like Mark, you're telling me like a fairly uh low engagement or like low adoption rate that you had towards PUA like, mm. you know, ideologies. But one of the things that I found that's particularly um embarrassing about the behavior of the guys that they describe that he describes in mm. that Yang describes is and this is the part that makes me cringe the most right is the is that they will use canned lines that's the part yeah that feels so um in like so fake that's why i find it so embarrassing or cringy like if i were to try oh, it oh definitely i mean i there are a lot of people who, you know, you're exposed to that. And, you know, for a while, you, you sort of try to, to, if you don't use them verbatim, you, you, you do try to sort of tailor them to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, or uh, they're not just lines, right? There'll be sort of um, little games or tricks uh, that you can do that, um, you know, with your, like you can you can pretend to read a girl's hand, like palm or something, or... Uh, a lot of some guys will wear like a lot of rings or something like that. And then some cer- certain girls like to, you know, to touch the rings or, 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 you know, they get interested because not a lot of dudes wear rings or whatever. So, the, you know, they're little tricks and things like that, that, you know, and, and, and the, the, the secret, the dirty secret is, is that they work. Um, you know, it, people like to think that, oh, I'll see past that. You know, I'll know it's a line. No one knows it's a line. Like unless the person is so bad at delivering it, um, they work. I never, I never liked using them because like, that's not you, surprising. Like, it's not surprising yeah. to me in the sense that you know, if I'm talking to a girl and I'm being completely authentic and I'm saying stuff that's coming to mind as I, you know, whatever, how is she gonna know that that's actually not me just like reciting from, you know, uh, a book of pre-canned, uh, fit like. Things that I say, and in fact, probably probably guys kind of do that anyway, like yeah, without yeah. being told to do that. Well, they kind of a lot of conversation is like that, right? A lot of small talk or whatever. So, yeah, um, yeah you know, it's uh, <laughs> I I never really like to use them for the same reason that you said. It just feels sort of weird, but mm-hmm. um, you know, you 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 learn those things or you read them, um, and when you're in the city, like in the summer. Uh, and I, I, since I'm not like walking around like I used to, you used to be able to go to places like Washington Square Park and other areas, and you, I'd be able to pick out three or four groups of dudes just out there running game, like, and they they were there for hours just to like get people's numbers mm-hmm. um, on the street, and that was just something that happened. Um, so <laughs> it's city life, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess that part makes me cringe. And then the part that makes me feel like there might be like an element of there's a sinister element to it is that it just completely and again, in a very neoliberal way, sort of breaks it down into it breaks everything down into discrete goals. Mm -hmm. And there were like there's basically like 
what is it like? There's like three stages, like attraction, something, something, but it always ends in sex. Like the goal yeah. is to is to get her to accept fucking you, right? right? Like it it doesn't like there's no I don't know there's not much here beyond that. Like if that's the end point is what I think most other guys would consider the beginning. That's the end. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're you looking know? for a relationship, I think so. Yeah, I've never thought of like okay, like and and this this may be like um just like a fundamental. Uh, division between how different got like there's like groups like maybe there's like there's there are the guys who think that the first time you bang a chick is like the end and then there's those that think that's the beginning i don't know <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. De- definitely this thing is stacked towards the concept that the second you bang the girl you you can now notch that as something you put you you somehow possess like you it's some it's some asset that you now possess and you can for, like, sort of market for some right? people definitely yeah yeah, but I, I think more commonly that. guys. I think it's more common for a guy just not to not think past the that right. Like they want to mm-hmm. get there, and then maybe they ended up actually liking each other, right? And then that changes. But uh, I think it's like I don't know. Those dudes are real assholes, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's you're right though, Teen. Like it just. They, um, some people, they don't think past that, that that is the end goal. I mean, they call it closing, right? And it's funny you call it, you know, liberal because it's a very salesman-ish, like, um, it's a very, uh, capitalistic way of framing it, right? It's, it's like, depressing as fuck, if you yeah. ask me. It really it is. is. It like, is, it is a bit depressing. And, and it's mean. like, I can, I, I can accept this idea that, um, I can accept the idea that, some guys really do need just like basic pointers and tactics of like how to be comfortable around women mm-hmm. and you know get over hang-ups and i mean it gets quite psychological right but like the fear does, of yeah. yeah i think the fear of rejection is sort of the fear of confirmation of you actually being your most despised self like it's yeah you know, it's like confirmation of some, you know, issue you already have with yourself, right? And um, the PUA thing seems to me to be uh, buying into this sort of false idealized self instead. Mm-hmm. And but but both are sort of false. To me, they're both like false perceptions of oneself. So it's like your most loathed self is still just like some negative projection of what you really are it's like way worse than it's like a caricature of how bad you are but the uber confident like you know james bondish guy that can get you know that can drop panties like that is equally fucking you know uh no it's a fiction right yeah yeah but it seems to me what pua is doing is saying you got to embrace both you 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 can't like you've got to be able to confront both this imaginary shittiness, hmm. this imaginary despised self, and take rejection as it comes, as well as embrace this sort of like idealized Don Draper. It's like you got to be Don Draper and Dick Whitman all the time, <laughs> you know. Uh, and uh, I can see how it drives people crazy because between I think it's such a rejection of that. It's a, it's such a um like repression of that of that despised self and such a like you know giving motive and power to the 
idealized self. I'm mm-hmm. getting Jungian here because I was I just watched uh, I just watched uh, <laughs> uh, Burning yeah. with uh, the Steven Yun movie with uh, Trevor, and Trevor was breaking down all the Jungian aspects of it. But I was, it was like, yes, that this, it makes sense. It's like there doesn't seem to be room in PUA to sort of really be honest, like have a reasonable, mm-hmm. balanced view of yourself. It's like pretty extreme. Yeah, uh, for the most part, I, I would say that it does. It, it is pretty extreme. Um, yeah. I, there are there are some thinkers or people in there that are trying to uh, get to, get people to sort of um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, become comfortable with their authentic selves and inner game. Yeah, what we they call inner game and sort of getting your head straight. But mm-hmm. um, it's much much easier to um, and you see faster results. I would say. Uh, sort of ignoring that and going just for what they call outer game, which is you know, it, you know, uh, bathe more, all the, uh, get all a better haircut, all the, yeah, yeah, like uh, get a, you know, start they, lifting weights. They make weights. themselves into copycats. They're essentially just copycats. They're like, I'm going to yeah, take yeah, the successful exactly. pattern and replicate it until it goes dry, and then I'm going to find the right. next pattern and then replicate right. that. Right. That's that's what they do. Like, uh, I I asked if you read the book because. Um, when I had heard about it, I, you know, I heard that it was like a manual and this and that. I was like, it's not really a manual. It's not, it's not, it's a story, like you said. And it's an interesting story because what I got out of that was this, like, basically just a record of their self-exploration and pushing themselves to their limits and finding like, how uncomfortable can I make myself until I... I know that I can be subjected to like public embarrassment and feel confident about my mm-hmm. identity and who I am. Right. And what do you, of, what do you, what did you make of that, John? What did I make of that? I thought that's a, a really good lesson. Like, I don't know if it has to be done in the way that they were doing it. Um, mm-hmm. I forgot what they did. I think they like dressed up ridiculously for a week or something like that. Yeah, but they I do think, some pretty extreme, like aversion therapies or like exposure therapies. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And um, I thought it was a good lesson, but I think that lesson, one, I, I think people who are looking for quick results are going to mimic regardless, right? They're yeah. going to ask those questions like, oh, what's the you know core concept and this and that? It doesn't really matter. They're just going to monkey you. But um, like, I thought it was an interesting story, and I um, I think guys would do well to understand that, right? But you have to go through the hard work of testing your own limits and figuring out exactly where you stand and, and having developing that security uh, to say like, no, this is what I like. This is, this is how I want to live my life. And if you're not with it, that's fine because I'm just going to keep doing me. And in that process, you end up with all these novel stories that people are copying and like whatever, I don't really know what the tricks are, I guess, like, if you happen to learn magic tricks, then there you go. I don't know, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought that was always so. People were like, "Yeah, learn magic." I'm like, "Well, but are you interested in magic?" That, I, I, I get the, I get the sort of like, you know, especially for guys that are, um, that maybe suffer from a, um, a lot of social anxiety. Mm. That that maybe this kind of aversion therapy is good, like behaviorally, but. My problem with it seems to be that, I mean, it seems to be that the 
the reason that they're doing that is to sort of inculcate and, and I, sorry, I'm going by Wes Yang's sort of description of this, but he's, uh-huh. he's read all the stuff is that it doesn't matter whether women, uh, you know, like that or, or, or shame you for being, you know, dressing like a peacock or whatever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter because all that women are really doing are following, you know, their their primordial nature, which mm-hmm. is, you know, hypergamy and the desire to uh, go for a guy of higher status and that if you are able to basically not care what the woman's opinion of you is, that that actually may create a false or... Uh, an artificial sense of superior social status because you're basically acting like a rich douchebag where it's kind of like, well, I've got fuck you money. So, you know, it's rich people that always wear <laughs> ridiculous clothes, right? Because they're just kind of like, I don't give a fuck what you think. This, you kind know, of, like, yeah. And I don't think that that's a really healthy attitude. Like, I don't think being a rich douchebag is um, necessarily good for people. Oh, it's uh, not. Definitely not. That's not good for them. It's not good for the people around them. Yeah. But unfortunately, it seems to be working. That might be the problem. The problem might be that this stuff is actually effective. Well, yeah. And I mean, but only for the stated goal. Like, first, you've got to accept the goal, which is like maximum number of numbers, maximum number of lays. And it works in that sense. uh, But it doesn't seem like if you go down this route i don't know mark maybe you know better from experience with like your friends and stuff but Mm. does it actually lead to relationship forming like do they actually come out of this with a healthy relationship or do they get fucking weird i think some of the most of the guys sort of i think most of the guys uh tail off and uh end up in relationships Mm -hmm. um or you know or i just i have no idea you know that you don't you know, they're friends for when you're in the moment, you know, or, mm-hmm. or you're in the in the game. Um, but I, for who who for my experience, most of the most of the guys don't go off the deep end. I know only maybe one or two guys that are sort of still are, are really stuck in it. Uh, mm-hmm. And I could I, I'm not surprised just because I think they're the, they were the most um, I hate the word damage, but they were the most. uh they were starting from a um, psychological deficit in that er- area that was uh, deeper than I think most of the other people I knew. Right. Um, mm. So, but most of the people I know, like even if they don't, you know, they don't get married or whatever, you know, they, they've sort of figured out, okay, this is what I'm going to get out of it. Um, and let me, you know, concentrate on my career or whatever. And I'm not going to just uh, go out all the time and, and try to pick up women. Like, I, I learned some things and I, I have more options now than I used to. I sort of know what I'm doing a little bit more um, and I'm not going to become mystery and all those people who live in a maybe, house. And, maybe that's the problem yeah. is like if it flips your, if it changes your life too much, uh, I, I feel like the worry is that you start to see this stuff as like some sort of like you're onto some sort of deeper truth and, yeah. and that's the way <laughs> you should be interpreting the world. Well, versus yeah, versus yeah, like I'm more or less like a you know I'm more or less who I am and I could I could maybe be a little bit more um you know I could maybe be a little bit more transactional in a transactional world probably not the end of the world or it's it, it's not crazy to 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 think sure that, yeah you know like 
you know, sometimes you do need to be a little bit cold, cold hearted and, uh, not cold hearted, but like a little bit operational in life. Sure. Um, but it's, if it completely flips your life around, like if you're like a 30, you know, 30 year old virgin, uh, deathly afraid of women, and then you listen to some dude kind of give you some pointers about this or that, and then you meet, you start picking up, you're, you start being able to like pick up women. That's just mm-hmm. got to be a mind. That's just got to be mind blowing, you know. It is. It is, man. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> the other, the other aspect of this is the, uh, I guess, the effect that it's having on, like, kind of where it's going from here. I thought maybe we could play that Kendrick Sampson. What game is? I, I, I uh, saw the pyramid, the sexual harassment pyramid, the uh, sexual abuse pyramid. And I saw coercion and it clicked. Coercion's like three quarters of the way up. Pretty hot. And I was like, game is coercion. Like we're taught as, uh, in church, we're taught as, you know, that the man pursues the woman and nobody says what that looks like and what that actually means and how that's actually translated and if that's translated correctly and all that kind of stuff. And we're taught like, you know, our friends and everything say, oh, you have to have good game. And good game, literally the game that they're talking about is is getting a girl to say yes when she wants to say no. Mm-hmm. What can what get to what base can I get to is the game of like how far can I get past what she wants to do, and that's the win. The game is like she's playing defense. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the game of game is actually a game of sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. Literally, how we're taught to pursue women yeah. is to pursue the ones that don't want us. Wow. More than the ones that are like, hey, I'm here. <laughs> this is easy. You like me, I like you. Let's do this. And we're like, you'll be there. But this one over here that doesn't want me, let me turn this no into a yes, which is coercion. And so I have to look at those particular aspects in 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 the script and say, can we change? So Kendrick Sampson, I guess, is he's an actor. Like from a bunch of like TV series like Insecure and stuff, um, it should be since you're only hearing it, it should be pointed out the guy's very good looking, um, very black good looking. dude. Uh, he's um, you know he's like a, he's 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 definitely a guy that's going to get attention uh, at a club. You know what I'm saying? And he's saying basically that when he says the game, I think he's referring to PUA, right? Uh yeah, uh, I, I think I he's talking know. about more than just PUA. Yeah, I think he's just saying the the game in general. Uh, I I honestly don't think he means like pickup artistry and and stuff like that. I think he just means like uh maybe macking or sort of like that like uh having having game like in the general sense of like being able to get with women, not not pick up stuff. I I read it to be fairly maybe not like Neil Strauss the game, but I think he was mm. making reference to sort of like this culture. Yeah, uh, he could have been the culture of sort of like premeditated, in you know, um, highly intentional approaches to women for the purposes of getting sex. But he can be he can be um, referencing that, but the game and that sort of highly intentional practice of like of how you act towards women was not yeah. started with like mystery and Neil Strauss. Like maybe, maybe no. like the modern incarnation of it, but like the concept of it goes back yeah. games yeah. goes way back, way, way back. Cause 
Kedrick's point was that game is coercion. As it is now is coercion. And that's definitely a pattern that we have seen uh, and heard of throughout history that predates PUA. Like, you know, it's uh, everybody knows. Everybody has seen it happen, um, knows somebody that it's happened to. You hear about, I mean, that's where like no means no. I mean, we're basically talking about rape. It's just Mm -hmm. on the, it's, it's on the, I guess, the lighter side of the spectrum, I suppose, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think that he's talking just about PUA, um, or specifically PUA because, um, he, you know, his main point was that game is coercion and, uh, that type of game has been around for a long time. And we have seen, I, you know, I've certainly seen that happen, right? Um, it's basically the same, but it would, it would encompass, it would encompass this though, I would think. He would probably say it does. It, yes. it would. It, yeah. Yeah. PA, PUA would be included. Yeah. Certainly. So it's a broader thing, but it does include it. And I don't know. I, I have like, I don't know what you guys think of it, but I, I, I find that that it's such an overstatement, and I think it's self-serving in a way. <laughs> it is very. Because yeah. a guy like the reason I think it's self-serving is because I think at some level. Uh, this is my suspicion. I don't know whether this is like, you know, I can't say whether it is totally true or not, but it makes sense to me. Is that because of the kind of widespread recognition of like PUA culture and the sort of like, I think there's definitely like a, f- um, a feminine horror at PUA, especially the part where the it's like very systematic. Because I think one of the fears of women is basically like that everything was insincere. Right. Everything mm-hmm. was just, you know, you, you would say this to any girl. Right. And there's nothing special about her except for she was just happened to be near you that day. Right. And I think that for the someone like Samson, I think he's playing into the sort of like widespread horror or widespread uh, revulsion at PUA culture and sort of the awareness that is out there. Mm-hmm. To sort of like lock everything up and just saying like nobody can say or do anything to women. Everything everything that a man says to you, like if any man comes up to you, it's suspect it's an attempt at coercion. Like merely yeah. going up to a girl is coercion. And therefore, yeah. the way things should work is that the guys should basically just sit back, be passive, and be selected by the women. Just like Kendrick. And Kendrick is going to win that every time because he's the best looking dude in the bunch, right? And I think, I don't know, that's how I kind of interpret what he's saying. Uh, I don't know what, if that's too extreme. but If even for like just a couple of years, society were to just flip like that, I, it would be highly entertaining. I think <laughs> it's going that, did you see that article about how like at companies and stuff, like um, the reaction to Me Too is basically guys just like, the men just will not be alone with women. <laughs> oh no, that's not what I meant. But yeah, uh, no. But I mean, I, I think it would be about. kind of like that. Like you have these like super passive men who just like are afraid of talking to women. No, but no, I think John, you're you're saying that like if the world was like what teens describe, where it's like no, I, I'm saying that just, it would be very entertaining for there yeah. to be a world all of a sudden where all the all the approaching was done by women. 
because every time every time I talk to like um, a friend of mine and she like approaches a guy for the first time, it's always fun <laughs> hearing their experience because almost I I don't think there I don't think there's been a single case where they haven't said like oh man it's really scary approaching yeah. somebody you like um, so yeah I mean I kind of welcome it I think it'd be fun but I, I don't think it's I just happen. think it's funny because uh, like you know Bumble's the 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 app where the the women have to um, message first mm-hmm. and on like podcasts like ABG or like just like reading online or like talking to like women. They're like, oh yeah, you know, I only say hi on those sites too. <laughs> so they always, they'll, you know, they'll complain like, oh, I want like yeah. more than yeah, just yeah. a guy that says hi. But then when it comes down to it, they do the same exact thing. So I just no, fi- when, I find it funny. I think part of the problem with with like these kind of rules and they're generalizations, and people yeah. are different, right? Like that's I think that's one of the kind of like biggest blind spots about any of these things. Uh, and and granted. Like when we're talking about coercion specifically, yes, there are dudes that will not take no for an answer, that will not get the hint, and they will keep trying and trying and trying. Um, and they should take a step back and reexamine their behavior. But I've also heard of couples when asked, like, "How did you meet?" Right? Uh, you know, the the woman laughs and tells the story about how her husband was so persistent. And um, oh, wouldn't yeah, take no true. for an answer, yes, <laughs> and, and eventually yeah. she was won over at, by his charm, and he fell in, you know, she fell in love with him, and now they're super well, happy. And, look and like, at look at how like, so many rom coms are are structured. Yeah, and and so to say that I, I think it's a matter of balance, uh, really, is what we want to land on, and we're mm-hmm. kind of talking about the two extremes where some guys are like, okay, if she says no, like I'm. I want her and I'm never going to stop. Like, that's what I've been mm-hmm. right. And you're like, dude, sometimes you got to understand like people, some yeah. people are, ju- are just not going to be into you, dude. And you got to learn how to come to terms with that. That's your work. Right. Um, and then, and then others, like if they say, uh, I want that kind of persistent man, then that's okay. Then they should be allowed to have that kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. And if you're not into it, you should have the space to be like, I'm not into that. I'm really not into that. Please don't, you know, like stop. But isn't the game isn't game like at least the the PUA style of it is like doesn't it actually get you to rejection faster? Like do, isn't isn't a isn't a guy That's who's par- like practicing PUA isn't he easier to reject in a way? I, I guess because he's uh, like he's maybe. he's like kind of ready to move on. If, yeah, if he's you know, yeah, yeah, in a way, yeah. That's um, probably true. There, there are certain schools, right? So they'll. <laughs> I hate to put it in language like they're sort of like uh intellectual schools of thought but styles. there are or styles right I mean, like so um <laughs> like the guy who, you know like uh, that that david bond guy who is famous because uh, uh his awful videos in japan uh-huh. he's part yeah. of this like collective called like real social dynamics and they're part of that group where they like to make their followers think that they've cracked the social code and they're basically just people who plow 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 they're they do crazy shit and just get away with it, uh, and they think that that shows like their high status, right? Sort of. Oh, they're like, sociopaths, like, they, basically. Yeah, they're sociopaths. No, they are, <laughs> and 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 they use cultural barriers to sort of right, right, as, right. A, as a help as make a it even more fucked up, right? Like right, right. So so those kinds of guys are like, yeah, that's certainly um, a coerce a coercive way of teaching what game is. 
but um uh, uh, you know the, the more the health a healthier way of thinking about it is yes you're trying to get to rejection um faster not by being a jerk or anything but maybe you even reject yourself in a way and say okay uh this isn't working um and uh, you know I, i'm not that attracted to you so you just move on yourself um that to me is a much healthier way of going about it and what really sort of like pisses me off well two things piss me off about kendrick sampson's um mini rant there uh, at teen vogue is that he's completely overbroad like you said teen like <laughs> if if everything is coercion if game is coercion or being charming is coercion then you know fuck the fuck the species cuz like you know just basically society, anything that right? anything that's meant to try and set, like make a girl who's not that interested in you more interested in you yeah, is it's a form it's of coercion. Like it's any manipulation sort of like, and and coercion. Persuasion is and, persuasion is coercion. I think right. Is the, right. Even if it's yeah. even if it's just being funny or whatever, being charming. If it has nothing to do with, you know, he's he's kind of taken that. So, you know how like it, there's this is a bit of like common wisdom that's been going around, which I've actually heard a lot of women confirm, which hmm. is that a woman knows whether she might, uh, if within the well, she knows whether she won't within yeah, like the like, first minute, yeah, like or right almost, away. or sometimes almost immediately, yeah, almost immediately, yeah. Um, and so I guess from in his mind, he's like, if if there was that initial no anywhere in her mind, mm-hmm. then any other outcome other than you staying as far away from possible as her from her is coercion, and I I just feel like that is coming from a deep place of insecurity that good looking guys have. That like are boring, like that don't yeah <laughs> that don't have great personalities. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is they they live in that sort of unspoken sort of new space. They they're 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 they shine sort of what before anything said. <laughs> I mean, this goes and, back so far. Like my mom would tell me stories about like she would be in the city in like the seventies at parties and. She'd be like, "Oh, that guy's so gorgeous over there," and he'd come over and open his mouth, and total all the, whole, all the attraction went away because the yeah. guy was an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so this isn't new shit. You know, this isn't new. Um, but so the second thing that really pisses me off about this is that, like, he has in the like, the last few sentences, um, like a good insight. He's like, "We're taught to go after the women who that say no, and to sort of ignore the women who are there and show interest." Um, you know, because it'll always be there. Mm-hmm. And the way, the reason why I, I, I have ex- exception with him saying that is that he makes it seem like it's a male only thing. Like men, men are the only ones that do that. And I'm sort of pissed off that he's half right. Like he's half right, but he's, it's wrapped up in this really bad, you know, beginning part about everything is coercion. So it's like, Oh, it's definitely, it's you know definitely I mean? true that as a society we are taught uh, that scar- that scarcity has value yeah, right? absolutely that's what i'm or, saying or it's, even it's true. just maxi- maximizing maximizing our personal gain uh, that is something that we find all throughout society at this point right like yeah i mean we have we have companies that are giving us individualized prices based on how much their algorithms think we're willing to pay mm mm-hmm. mhm like literally uh at every level of society somebody is trying to be as efficient as possible um 
So I'm not surprised to see this be any different, really. Um, and I think it says more about our society than necessarily anything inherent about men. Oh, yeah, exactly. And it's... I, I think the thing, you know, did you guys ever get this, like, when... I don't know if, like, you've ever been described by girls that you were dating hmm. to be husband material or fuckboy. I think that's... <laughs> I think that, and we've talked about this before. I think that yeah. every everyone knows that the that men have this weird dichotomy in how they view women, the Madonna whore complex. Right, but no, but women have a dichotomy for, with men for sure. Yeah, the husband material fuckboy yeah. dichotomy. Exactly. exactly. And I think that for men, and this is just a theory, so I'm curious what you what your thoughts are on this. Is that I know that in the past I've been told I was husband material and kind of resented that, even though mm. it's actually kind of a compliment. Like, it mm -hmm. was meant as a compliment. Because for every guy who's husband material, you're, you start thinking, oh, like, that means, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm the kind that puts the work in. I'm dependable. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not interested in short-term things. I want long-term things or whatever, which is not always true right <laughs> and but it's this sort of like wrapped in a sort of you know it's wrapped in a sort of compliment that's also backhanded because the the husband material makes it's not that the only the husband material is the only kind of desirable guy out there there is right. also the fuck boy that's right. a good neg that's a good neg you just described the neg it's a neg compliment. it is a neg right it, it is yeah. a neg in a way if you to, to call a guy <laughs> Husband material is yeah. an egg, and as Wes Yang describes it, it's sort of a double. It's sort of yeah. like a, a backhanded back compliment. Insult. Yeah, backhanded yeah. compliment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because the existence of the fuckboy kind of is like, well, then there's this like other guy who doesn't put the work in, who's not dependable, is basically the negative of you. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is like low effort, low commitment, you know, low awareness, low morals, or whatever. But he's just good for like being a boyfriend or being a hookup, right? And you're kind of thinking like, why do I put so much work in then? <laughs> like, maybe because yeah. I, I have to or, you know, what? what yeah. <laughs> so I think that for Kendrick, but I think there's another level to this. And I think the other level is for every husband material guy who right. secretly wishes he had what it takes to be the to fuck be a boy, fuck boy. Yeah. The fuck boy has the the mirror insecurity that mm -hmm. he doesn't understand why women don't take him seriously. Yeah. And they just, you know, they just want to like have fun. They might want to hook up, but they don't really care about him. They don't really, you know, they don't really get deep into who he is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I can and, I, and I find that a lot of, I, I feel bad for good looking guys that can't get into deeper relationships because I feel like they really do miss that. And there's a sort of like double, there's like a sort of double, um, uh, there's a double fantasy going where like both sides yeah. kind of wish yeah. they were the other. Yeah, that, that yeah, fuckboy definitely exists. I can, I can think of one right now. Um, <laughs> he's, he's been uh, like literally like, uh, you know, when I talk to him, he's been like, yo, can I stop getting one night stands? Like, yeah, I'm looking for a relationship. I'm, I'm Yo, good, good looking dudes are some of the most insecure guys around sometimes. It's weird. Like, there's this assumption well, that good looking guys are really yeah. confident. Well, it's like they good looking really women, insecure. too, right? Like, really good looking women, they're very insecure, too. 
because like you know they don't know whether people value them for anything else yeah i don't know why it would be any different for men it's probably true but like i guess as a guy they that that sort of vulnerability doesn't is not apparent to me so much no no yeah yeah but i i can see the see it both both sides having the same insecurities for what it's and worth, I feel though, like they're sometimes insecure around other guys. I don't know yeah. if a good-looking guy's insecurity comes out when women are around, which may be why they really like having women around. But I feel mm. like it comes around when it's huh. like guys. Well, you I know what I mean. I, you know, to a certain degree, um, my experience with it has been that it doesn't have anything to do with me. Well, in the sense that um, <laughs> what informs somebody's impression of whether I'm husband material or a fuckboy tends more to do with how they're perceiving me and their mm. assumptions about me than anything I'm actually doing because I'm So you get a saying, good spread is what you're saying? Something I, I've been called I'm, I'm saying I've been <laughs> called both. Yeah. You got a good spread. Because I think well I think it is something to do with you. I think you just tend to occupy your personality and your outward uh demeanor and appearance might put you sort of somewhere in that middle zone, that coveted middle zone. <laughs> no, well, I think where you can you're like a perfect hybrid. I generally husband material. <laughs> me too. They, it just, me they too. just it just depends like the material. circumstances under which we met, right? Uh-huh. Like uh-huh. yeah, more likely to be seen as a fuckboy if we met at a party or at a bar. Uh, that's a good as point. A, as opposed to like through friends or something like that. Um, and then it I have found that it kind of depends on like where they are on the party line. Mm-hmm. So like how hardcore of a partier they are. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Um for some people that are like milder, uh I'm pretty extreme. And then there's oh. people that are like super on the far end that would probably you're see like, me and be like, yeah. "Bro, you don't do You're the responsible partier for right, this." Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you're the ones that's going to make sure that they uh at least drink some water. Uh, right. Yeah, and, I guess so. <laughs> not not get on a bike at when it's not safe and things like that, right? very reliable yeah. that that's a good point you know it's sort of context-based at times yeah. and I, I, yeah, same it is con- see your it's goals man your goals yeah. i think that's where guys ideally should place themselves they they should appear husband material to some and fuckboy to others that would be a very nice spot to well the thing is though in. that you can't always control where you land on that spot and i think for some guys uh they want to be fuckboys to to the ones that they, like they'd rather be husband material to some girls, but those girls only see them as fuckboys, and then the other way around. So like yeah, they, but they it means that there's something about. Want. I think that means there's something about you that you can. It's easier to tweak. Whereas if you're very much the fuckboy, it's hard mm-hmm. to it's hard to pass yourself off to anybody as like being serious. <laughs> you know, someone to take seriously. And if you're like hardcore sweater vest um, husband material, like. You know, yeah. no no one's gonna be buying. You know, is no one's gonna be like you know shooting drinks over to use in in hopes yeah. of uh, a one night stand. You know what I mean? <laughs> like your private IG better be popping. Yeah, that's right. That's why that's I'm right. telling you. I think being in the middle, Jong style, that's the ideal sweet spot. It's the ideal. It's the, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Especially yeah. if you have to flip between the two all the time. Like if you're when you if you're a guy and you go out on a date and you're trying to think. Does this girl think of me as a fuckboy or husband material? Hmm. That is the ideal quandary, I think, uh, to have. You know what I mean? So we've come to the conclusion that uh, what we already know is that Jong is the ideal man. I think that's <laughs> pretty fair, right? Is I mean, I already, man. 
I know I know that he can make a mean, dirty, uh, a mean, ugly sweater cookie. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. We don't. Know I watched the, the video and everything. Over yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I hope you guys voted. Oh, I will vote. I will vote. <laughs> the voting's not over. We will stuff the ballot box. They'd have no idea. Hannah has no idea what's coming. Yes. John, um, that's what I do. John, this is, we're talking about that. You, you were, you were on someone's your roommate's vlog and uh, making cookies and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, um, she has two blog. She has two, I guess, video channels, YouTube channels. Oh my uh, god, that is, is a lot of work. Yeah, she puts in a lot of work. It's a full time gig for her. Um, one. Is oh, a oh, it's her blog. job. Yeah, and then oh. the other is her personal life. Um, I don't know if I should be sharing it or anything, but. Uh, your yeah, life is I, now lived on podcasts and vlogs and shit. It's yeah, like it's kind of interesting. You're starring experience. in like you're like the Truman Show shit. It's like you're living in that constantly surveilled modern experience where everyone wants to know what's going on in your life. Well, I found yeah. I feel like you're the um, founder of Twitch, Justin, what whatever his name is, who Why? started out just video. Uh, he was just vlogging his whole life. At oh yeah, Justin TV, and no, that's I'm not how to do all and, that. and it became Twitch. Oh, he's see, incredibly boring to watch, though. I find I've seen a couple of his videos. He's like, <laughs> well, that's why he quickly transitioned to let's have other people make videos. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he's I like think a, most people's lives are going to be. He's that like way. an NBA. Cl- he's like an NBA audiobook, like on a on a Segway. <laughs> he was like a marketing. He was like a marketing textbook. Uh, you know, on a hoverboard. Yeah, I don't know, but he's rich as shit. So, well, he, he is now. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think he's uh, seen as husband material or as a fuckboy? I think he occupies that that space in between. I think. <laughs> see, I th- I think that one, I think there's a third there's a third category which transcends both, which is just um, loaded guy. Yeah, yeah. When you're loaded guy, <laughs> it doesn't matter what you are. You're loaded guy. Right, right, <laughs> right. right. That's totally and there's wrong. a lot of angst there too, man. I mean, those guys have their own problems. Those are problems. See, unlike going too deep into PUA and and uh, living years of meaningless sex or whatever, unlike that, I would say that going deep into the Leviathan of rich man problems is mm. an adventure that I would sign up for. <laughs> yeah, I, I would <laughs> I not most, sign up. I to think the, most of us would too. Yeah, I, I, I'm down to experience the the terrors of being the tri- the trials and travails of the. Yeah, I don't need to. I don't need to live through the life of a fuckboy, but I definitely would be down to live through the tragedy of extreme wealth. <laughs> I'm, like I'm, I'm, I'm brave enough to say that I'm. Gonna do that. <laughs> you'll take that L, right? You'll you'll go on that grenade. Uh, it's it's very one of those things where you. no amount of cautionary tales about it would tell you not to do it. <laughs> to, will tell me not to do it because I'm like, yeah. okay, fine, but just give me the money. Right. Um, yeah. I'm just like, I don't care what cautionary tale there is. I, I will fix it. I'll find a way to do it right. I promise you. I have the money. I have the will. <laughs> <laughs> and if it doesn't, if it ends poorly, it was worth it anyway. That's right. That's right. So. But you know, I, I, I was I was so angry about that video. Now you made me laugh. I can't. You know. Fuck you. The, the Kendrick Sampson one? <laughs> yeah, it's just... It really... Like, it really... No, think of it this way. I, I wonder if he's angry because he sees a lot of, like, Hollywood douche bros, like, mm. just pressuring, like, young girls that are, yeah. you know, new, to, see new that. to Hollywood all the time. And he's just like, dude, you're fucking schlubby. You're gross. She doesn't want you. You're mm-hmm. pressuring her. Like, that could definitely be in his daily life as, like, a Hollywood yeah. guy. It's a, re- it's a real problem. It's not even well, going to be in problem, his daily yeah. It's in all of our daily lives. I guarantee yeah. you. 
you go to the neighborhood bar, you'll see somebody doing pulling that shit. Oh, definitely. That's a problem also, now because if you say something that's like completely legit to your own experiences, but it gets viral on the internet, people are going to apply that based on their experiences, and it's not applicable. And it's right. like, well, his, his sound clip was a bit, you know, it was like inflammatory. It was a it was a generalized statement, uh, very broad. Like that's but the he kind might of have been he might have experienced and seen some inflammatory shit. Like I, I can sure I, what has. I'm saying is I, I can imagine being um you know an up and coming young guy in Hollywood um experiencing how Hollywood really operates and and how the uh the Weinstein wannabes the next generation hmm. well, the producers girls. the producers are just awful exactly and you know Hollywood is mostly that right like talent yeah. is a minority like most of the people are working behind the scenes to produce and to direct and to write and to be an agent and just in general be one of the 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 Hollywood douchebag operators and I I guarantee you, like, if we were to ha- witness a lot of that stuff, it would be like, yo, these guys have got to go. You know, like, this is just fucking gross. No, I, I, I agree there. But, you know, like mm-hmm. John was saying, it's like, he's just applying it so broadly to everybody. And, yeah, it, we've all seen that guy. All, sort of yeah, slubby. all game is coercion. Yeah, and it's like, okay, like, does that mean then that, like, anyone who's not an eight with, like, a rock-hard body can talk to anyone who's, like, not, like, above their quote-unquote level like you know i'm a you know people are allowed to talk to people so i i just it's i just don't like you know it it really it really um really makes me angry for someone like that to say that and i'm like dude like you've never had to work a day in your life to attract anyone you ever wanted to attract the funny Uh, thing was he was dressed like he was about to go to the club him, him yeah. and, uh, and the white boy that was sitting next to him they both looked well, like they were about to talk, go to the okay i was gonna say like, talk, talk about a dude who fake who probably fucking like worships pickup is that white dude sitting next to him he looks with like that, he looks with like that, mystery like, with he that yeah like, with that fucking maroon like plush like maroon you know jacket and pants and like no socks and like like the, fuck that the, guy the, like the, that the, guy the carefully, the, the carefully uh shaped facial hair yeah, that kind of yeah. guy is the guy who's going to be, you know, he's not schlubby looking, but he's the guy who's like, you know, picking the picking like the drunkest girl in the club and like taking her home. <laughs> he looks like that's it that anyway. guy. That's that guy. I don't know if he oh, is. Whatever. I don't, I don't know if he like is it. or not. Whatever. Fuck him. I don't care. <laughs> he's he's that kind of guy. So it's like or he looks yeah. like that kind of guy. So it's like, don't don't tell me that and have him at this like Teen Vogue thing and then have like. You know, Kendrick Sampson, who's never had to like work a day in his life. And I don't want to make it seem like, you know, I'm angry at like dudes that don't have to, you know, whatever. But like it don't say that and make it seem like, oh, any any guy who wants to improve themselves or, or, or uh, well, I, you know, talk to anybody is far. somehow like a rapist in waiting. Like, fuck no, I don't I don't think he's going that far. And I, I think his goal was to just highlight how prevalent it is. And I I can agree with him to that extent i think it is very prevalent i think there's good i think there's much more uh pro-social forms of game um i think there's forms of game that respect women far more oh certainly yeah that's what Uh, i've been talking about you know i mean there's so much better parts of it but like there there is there is a part of this that i'm wondering about because like when i was talking to trevor about this concept of the Jungian idealized self and the despised self which is like Kind of what we're, we should we should have a thing on that at some point. It's really fascinating stuff. But like, there I'm reading through this essay by Yang, and he's saying that like men are they're very they're terrified 
even of starting like this the opening line to poa is such pure sales it's like i know that you feel like a loser just picking this book up right like i know you feel like this is an admission of defeat an admission that you know you're a guy that you know can't get girls that can't socialize that you know you're you're the social loser and reject or whatever and you know that's playing off of this this fear of the despised self which is again an imaginary mm-hmm. construct of yourself and the sales aspect of it is kind of bringing that to light and saying yeah don't don't worry you're not being that guy you're you're on your way toward being your idealized self right so just suppress that but for women and Kendrick Sampson and the sort of like sort of standing endorsement that he got for saying these things i feel like it's the opposite for women where they're sort of idealizing this despised self of women where it's like we we value and expect the ideal woman to be vulnerable and victimizable and mm-hmm. that men should sort of always see women in this almost idealized light of being potential mm. victims that's interesting and i'm not saying that there isn't danger i'm just saying we we almost idealize the vulnerability of women and for men mm-hmm. vulnerability is the ultimate fo- form of like shame like you can never show vulnerability unless it's like performative like oh mm-hmm. i i'm you know i i always tear up at these movies or whatever like um yeah. but true pathetic vulnerability fear. Or, or what kendrick sampson was doing that was performed vulnerability he was saying like you know everything i've been taught makes me a sexual offender you know he's like but he did very, say that? that sort of hard to say th- th- but that that's a that, that that to me is sort of like f- phony in a way and also unless he actually is a sexual predator i don't know if that's true you know but some real shit went down with him. He was know. talking about like the sexual harassment period mid or whatever, and he was just saying basically all game or anyone who tries to get with women in a broad sense is a sexual harasser. That's what he was saying. Yeah, but the, see, in saying that, isn't he also sort of like reinterpreting all the women that he ever kicked game to as just like pure victim? And Absolutely. That they, they, they themselves were not able to enjoy the game. And mm-hmm. have their still like both engage in game with him and be able to like dictate how things were going to go down. Or was he saying like I was a very unsafe guy because I would not take no for an answer and I would basically yeah. you know have rape that. girls. If that's the case, then yeah, that's a problem. But right. if it's just like oh yeah, I was just like you know I was just a complete drunk fuck boy and I was going out and partying all the time and just trying to fuck every girl that came by. I'm like. I don't know if that's necessarily you were victimizing girls. You know what I'm saying? You may just be ashamed of the way you were yeah. acting. No, I, I hear but... what you're saying. It, it presupposes that women aren't capable of being independent actors. Yep. And, ha- and have fun in it, too. You know? Right. Like, mm-hmm. For them to go like, oh, you know what? This guy's actually kind of charming. I changed my mind. That shit happens. Mm-hmm. It's like all flirting is now coercion. You can't flirt. Done. That's what he's it's saying. Just... It's bullshit. Uh, yeah, it's bullshit, but I think it's bullshit to women too. Oh, it, it is. You know, it's definitely bullshit to men, I think, because like it, it, it's just the idea that you can't you can't sell yourself and you can't talk yourself, you can't try and charm women is like somewhat. It's just ridiculous. Like I don't, I don't even know if you need an argument against that, right? Well, and right, and like, I think what, like what you're saying, John, is like it just takes power away from the women, right? They're not allowed to like. Change their mind. Yeah, I think that's what Teen was saying. Yeah. Well, and they and that they they're only they're only sort of like 
a valued state is sort of pristine vulnerability. Right. That's right. the that's women mm-hmm. as we we should preserve them in that state. Right. They're pristine and they're vulnerable, and therefore no one may talk to them. They must come to us, and of course they're going to come to, you know, the me, right? Like me, Kendrick yeah. Sampson, they're going to come to me. Um, yeah, I don't know. There, there's just a whole load. I think his reaction seems to be sort of backlash or, or sort of like a logical outcome of PUA culture, mm. where it's like maybe the ex- maybe the extreme of the PUA ideology produces this, the backlash, which is equally extreme. Right. Which is like, you know, you can't, you can't do anything whatsoever. You just have to sit back and, um, you know, marvel from these, marvel at these porcelain dolls from afar and hope one of them comes to you. It's just uh, great. I am, I, I, I've been thinking in this analogy has sort of, uh, been, been percolating in my mind throughout the conversation is that, um, I think like the, the old conception of how, um, like animals in the wild choose their mates is that the always the strongest, fastest, most dominant male will um procreate uh, with with the women, the females of the species. Because that that isn't always true. There are a lot of examples in nature where um it'll be sort of like the secondary male that you wouldn't think that can go in there and sort of like trick the the alpha male and end up mating with um the, the women. And I kind of feel like Kendrick Sampson is sort of like that alpha male lion or gorilla, silverback gorilla, who's like so preoccupied with fending off the other silverbacks that he's now like he's afraid of like the other guys sneaking in and taking the women, and he's pissed off at that. So he wants yeah, to like stop like that. uh like one of the lesser uh lesser members of the uh of the pack like. Yeah. surreptitiously sneaks a little like right. acorn exactly. at night to the squirrel and is like, right. hey, I got you right. some nuts. Exactly. And he's exactly. like, oh, fuck no, that's coercion. <laughs> yes, exa- that's exactly what he's doing. He's like, I don't want to have to t- I don't want to have to fight off the, like the, the like physically fight off the other um, strong males yeah. and also have to worry about like the, your tricky other males. So, yeah. you know, I'm going to I'm going to uh, in a more sophisticated way than obviously Nate, you know, squirrels could do, but I'm going to cut you guys off at the pass so now i can concentrate on all the other worthy people i'm that makes sense that makes sense (laughs) you think so what i feel like that's a i feel like that's a reach but uh no but it does make it makes a lot it is a reach but it makes logical sense in the sense like okay let's say that you were uh let's say you were some like warlord in like you know medieval korea (laughs) yeah and you owned the fucking house right Mm -hmm. and you had a you know, a, a con- concubines and all this shit. And you were always nervous that, you know, dudes would be taking your women because sure. you're a fucking warlord and that's what warlords worry about. The warlord, I think, would impose a rule similar to this rule. Yeah. I think this would. W- this would be a rule that the, the no, all game is coercion and, and punishable by death. What? Well, I mean, I would don't think they even put it good rule. so abstractly. They'd yeah. just be like, don't yeah, talk I- to... Don't talk to yeah. my concubines. In, in, in China, the rule was that we would just cut your nuts off. And, and the only way to serve anywhere near the emperor was to have your balls removed. So, you know, if you think about that. John, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it is a stretch. And, and I purposefully make the analogy sort of absurd. Mm-hmm. But And I'm sure that Kendrick uh, isn't uh, consciously thinking in that way. But I feel like that's the... It's an analogy that fits the meta sort of social... 
game that that people might be playing subconsciously. That's the that's, the that's the part that that is the dangerous and but very interesting part of PUA, right? Is that it it kind of eschews conscious motivations uh and says don't care about the motivation, look into the sort of like evolutionary psychology behind the action. That's what matters, right? It's the it's the sort of like deep genetic level evolutionary logic of our behavior that matters not what you know the the sort of like mm-hmm. conscious intention of the person that's making you know, that's exhibiting that behavior so basically it's like a, a woman is a walking optimization strategy for her genes and to the extent that she thinks or believes anything or says anything it's just in service to these deeper urges that and you should be you should be confronting those urges and not what's going on in her head, right? I think that's the part of PUA that's both effective and highly fucking questionable. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know? So maybe that's the difficult part of it is, like you said, it works because to some extent, evolutionary psychology, there is truth to it, I'm sure. Um, and it's often at odds with what we actually think we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but to take advantage of that delta of that difference yeah. is just not ethical in the way that we normally think of ethics. No, it's not. Yeah. I mean, in a lot of ways it's not. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the practices and the methods and the, and, and it can definitely get pathological. Uh, yeah. And I would ne- never recommend or condone any of that. You know, you can't, as but, the, but the reality with- is people, I mean, even non pure like just guys in general kind of understand these things. Like it's not like guys don't understand that money gets you girls. Everybody yeah. understands that, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And, and maybe in a way, like, it's better that we live in a society now where people are openly aware of this and, and women are not in denial about it either. You have to be aware it, of it to be able to protect yourself or to or make informed decisions or at yeah. least be more conscious about it. Yeah, but yeah. I, I mean, I mean, if that's the truth and it was the truth all along, I mean, is it's a better existence to sort of like be conscious of that truth, right? And so Yeah, absolutely. It like to live in a Victor- like in a society where we shame women for wanting a man of means is to me a pretty bad outcome. We yes. if we live in a society that's kind of like you know, realistic about that fact, then I feel like it's better for both sides. It's better just to acknowledge that that's how things work and that there should be no shame in that game. <laughs> I don't shame know. in that game, huh? Yeah, because otherwise, you know, you're you're gonna it's 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 how things are gonna shake out, but then you can't even admit it, you know. And if and if it's you make it too blatant, like you can be shamed for it and all this stuff, and I don't know. So if it's gonna happen, we might as well be open about it. I think so. I think that yeah. should be the thing. If it's gonna happen, you might as well sort of you know, consciously acknowledge that that's the fact, you know, otherwise you're just living in fucking denial. Um, yeah, dude, at the end of the day, I don't think you're that deep in, you were that deep into PUA, man. I think you, (laughs) I think you were deep into it in the sense that you met people that were deep into it and you saw it and you witnessed it. That that maybe, and you know, and and I went out and did all that stuff, but yeah, I I was not nearly as deep into it as like a Neil Strauss got. I mean, he was, (laughs) He was like, oh, you know, not even neck deep. He but was what about Wes Yang? Because Wes Yang deep. seemed to be enough into it that he understands it at a pretty fair, fairly in-depth level, but is able to um, talk and write about it 
sort of dispassionately in in well like uh, like you said i think you know he's a very keen observer and he's very smart so you know he can read the forums and he can sort of chat with people and maybe even go on like one or two boot boot camps or whatever but i don't think he ever uh like just went on in his own let's say in a, in a, in a like in a night and tried to like you know hook up with girls like stuff like that like or go out with a couple of group a couple of friends and do it mm-hmm. um like I was, yeah. I mean, I, I was not nearly as deep into it as as some people got. But you know what? I don't want to like say that West West definitely uh, has a lot of knowledge and insight. But he was really on the surface. But I, I feel like in talking to you about it, I am not, I am not pushing up against anything. Like you're removed from it. It's not a situation. Well, I am now. It's been to- years. But was there a point where you could you would have this conversation and be defensive about PUA to like it'd be a hill hill that you would die on that kind of thing or no? I don't think so. I don't think I mean I think I would be I'm I'm defensive if people try to attack everyone who uh, who's in PUA as like losers and you're all creeps. I'll still defend people but, like, and budding misogynist. Budding misogynist. Yeah, I'll still okay. I'll still sort of push back against that. But um, there was never a point of in my life where I was like, oh, I'm gonna defend this to my dying day and it's like the best thing that was ever invented and like you know it's it's a beacon of you know it's the last hope for mankind i'm not you know i was never like that which because i don't believe that it's not true (laughs) so i mean i i think that um when i went online to the asian forums on reddit back in like 2015 during the campaign um i go out looking for sort of political content I'm, i'm trying to find other Asian Americans because I'm starting to have this sort of immigrant fear, you know, after he comes down and starts talking about Mexicans and I find, uh, our Asian, uh, our Asian American, which just fucking blows. It's like a TV watching club. I'm just awful. You can't talk about anything. Uh, and then, uh, I, then I found the, the, the male oriented subreddits like our Asian masculinity and our Asian identity and uh i i didn't re- like i didn't realize exactly what was going on it made sense to me there's a lot of guys talking about girls and their experiences and sharing tips and there was a lot of like workout stuff like there was a lot of mm-hmm. like really in-depth talk about how you know what kind of like dips to do um mm-hmm. what how to how to eat and it was just like really it's it you know i knew it was something special because it's an asian forum and they were talking about eating <laughs> steamed chicken breast with yams you know stuff uh, like pick, that pickup is very big in the bodybuilding community too sure and you know i'm sure physical signals are like huge right and mm-hmm. this is it's an asian forum and like nobody's talking about food except like oh i i eat you know i eat a a little bit of um yeah, this is how much protein I eat in a day and whatever, you know, it's like pure bodybuilding diet. And there's a real, there really was a sort of like reclaiming masculinity kind of bent to it. And they would talk about skincare, mm-hmm. uh, just obsession, like real attention being paid to physical appearance, which I couldn't judge. I was like, you know, maybe it is important for guys to pay attention to their <laughs> physical appearance. You know, there, I could see nothing wrong in it. Right. Like I'm looking at this and I'm like, there's nothing wrong in this at all. Like, in fact, most relationships ends up with the girl basically giving such tips to their boyfriend to improve themselves. Yeah. Yeah, A lot of the time. So they're kind of doing it preemptively. So I was like, there's nothing wrong with this. 
Um, but the fact that it was all guys doing it sort of in this sort of like uh, peer-to-peer sort of community really sounded to me sort of like the precursor of sort sort of like organized PUA, mm-hmm. uh, which Wes Yang describes as sort of like just a bunch of sort of frustrated guys trying to figure out how do we do better and people kind of sharing their best, you know, their what worked for them. And that, that, that sort of like dumped into some sort of like communal aggregate understanding of the best approach. And that kind of morphed into something a little bit more intense and yeah. problematic. Uh, and I think that you could say that that same thing kind of played out on Asian Reddit, at least Asian male Reddit. And it had its roots in sort of PUA slash the red pill origins. So I don't know. I, I, there was a lot of pattern recognition there to me. I was like, there, there is a sort of, even if it's not explicitly like some sort of organized thing to go and bang chicks, hmm. the fact that it was a bunch of frustrated dudes together trying to work things out to me was both highly uh, understandable and necessary, but it can also at some point veer towards being a problem. Yeah. And I don't know why exactly that is, but it seems to be the pattern. Uh, like at some point you need to, you can't just be all guys talking guy shit. You have to bring, you have to moderate that conversation with f- fem- female voices is my, is my takeaway from all that. Hmm. I don't know if that's necessarily true, but I think as on an individual level, the guys, uh, I think more of the guys need to just go out there and live life. I, I feel like a lot of the guys in there don't want to make mistakes or they, yes. they want yes, some kind of like true. shortcut to, to, you know, whatever their idealized self is. And um, I, I think that's true. Would, but, oh, but at an aggregate level, I would say that those spaces tended towards um, a kind of blindness to sort of social norms that they got they meaning social norms usually the ones that are enforced by women well yeah i mean if they knew about them they wouldn't be there right ostensibly no i think a lot of them just sort of like openly flout them to say i don't give a fuck right and to some extent i feel like that that itself might also sometimes be necessary because sometimes i think that um especially for Asian guys, that there are some sort of social norms that we're penned in by that we, I feel mm-hmm. like we shouldn't actually, f- we should flout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, right. And so it's a tricky, for me, it was always a very tricky thing because I sometimes agreed with people about what they had to say. And I, some, I often disagreed. The problem with these all male spaces is that, I feel like there tends to be, especially for people that want to participate, right? Mm -hmm. That like want to be heard and be influential is that you always get this issue of competing loyalty and wokeness and realness. Like Mm -hmm. it's a constant alpha competition to see like who is the most dedicated, who is the most hardcore, who's the most don't give a fuck, who's got the, you know, brassiest pair of balls. It's It's a dick measuring contest. It becomes yeah. a dick measuring contest and you don't have, I think women in, to have women in those spaces allows for 
there to be competing narratives. Sure, right? I because, see what you're saying. Because you don't have to find validation in the sort of consensus of all these dudes. Right. I, get, I get what you're saying. The power of like a woman to sort of say, no, I agree with this guy, what he's saying is in yeah. itself like very powerful validation. That might yeah. like one one woman's validation might be worth like 10 guys validation, you know. <laughs> I mean it sense. can end the conversation depending on the uh the uh, enthusiasm of the conver- yeah. of the validation. Yeah, yeah it, it depends, but yeah, I can see your point. Yeah. It, sometimes though the guys are immune to that cuz one of the ways of thinking is that, you know, you don't ask the fish how you catch them, right? So <laughs> they really just sort of discount a woman's opinion. Right off the bat, especially if all you're talking about is like, how do you attract women? Yeah, but to maintain that in the face of women coming in there and participating, you you, you need like a pretty fucking like, you need a pretty go for broke group of dudes who who are like committed to Project Mayhem. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, you do, but there's they, always they have that. to be at that level where they don't give a fuck about women. And if that's the case, then then you've got a real yeah. problem on your hands. Then then you're looking at something like TRP or something, but like. Um, for just any ordinary group, especially for like, um, I think for, for ethnic, for, for minority guys, men of color, so to speak, Hmm. um, there are usually, it seems to be male only forums in a way that is not meant to be problematic. Like if it's a white guy only kind of thing where it's explicitly about white guys, Hmm. You know what's going on. It's a it's a fucking like it's a it's <laughs> yeah. a fucking racist white nationalist thing going on, right? But like pretty much that doesn't occur with minority men because nobody's dumb enough to think that, you know, though I guess some try, but like it's very hard to get a big group of Asian supremacists because it's the the idea is kind of ridiculous on its face. <laughs> Especially like in America, right? In, in America, I mean, you <laughs> yeah. know, it's just, yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's yeah. a ridiculous concept and yeah. nobody buys into it. No one's going to commit themselves to this ridiculous no. idea. So I think you tend to have all male spaces for minority guys that are not meant to be problematic. Like the guys that are going in there might yeah. be going in for good reasons, legit reasons, not, you know, I, I want to kill all Jews or something. Yes, yes. Right. Yeah. And, but then the fact that those form, I think, presents its own problems if it stays too closed off and it's only male. I think there's inherent problems with large groups of men that don't welcome women into, into the group. I think that tends to lead to, to social, social problems. Let's put it, let's put it that way. <laughs> that's, my, uh, that's my opinion. I don't know. In a, in a broad sense... Um... I'd agree. I, I, don't, I don't know. If I mean, I, I trust you guys. I'm just, saying, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, you know, if you, when you get to a big group, I feel like that's what happens. It's, well, that's you know, it's kind a, of what I meant by, numbers. that's kind of what I meant by they needing to go and like live life. Because, yeah. I mean, all right, granted, maybe for them, they don't have many friends that are women. Um, and so they're not getting that exposure through their social groups. Uh, I guess that's a possibility, you know, but I mean, at least my experience has just sort of been like, yeah, if you go out there and you make friends, you're going to have women in your life and you can talk to them and, you know, they'll laugh at some of the shit you tell them and they'll confirm some of it. That's, I I don't know. Like, I think the two kind of spaces can coexist, but I, I guess if you only have access to one, then that ends up 
dominating your worldview. And that yeah, would, yeah. that, that indeed presents a problem. Um, maybe it says more about their not being such a space, you know? I propose now that Asian Reddit sort of like, I don't, I haven't been there in ages, but like, I assume it's kind of run its course that we kind of go back in and we start up two subs for Asian guys. One is going to be called our Asian husband material. And the other one's <laughs> yes. going to be called our Asian fuckboys. No, and, and then the third one, and the third one is transition. Our, no, the third one is uh, our Asian loaded fuck you. That's right. <laughs> our Asian rich boys. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Our Asian rich boys. Yeah, that one would that one would be a private one. Our four guy. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It wouldn't be on Reddit. <laughs> it's just we be, no, we we create our own site. It would just be a hell of ski trip. It would just be a hell of ski trip to Switzerland. Called R R four. Thanks for listening to this episode of Escape from Plan A. Uh, if you enjoyed the podcast and like what you hear, um, please go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, um, wherever you listen to your podcasts, and um, give us a thumbs up, five star rating. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, and uh, feel free to drop a comment as well. Um, we always like getting those. So um, once again, thank you for listening to this episode of Escape from Plan A. Bye.